All right, welcome everybody to Yankee Chronicles Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm here with Evan, Rob, and Donald. And before we get started, we just want to ask you guys to check out statementgames.com where you can find a unique experience to fantasy sports. And as always, check out docoutersbaseball.org and find out about the founder of baseball. Uh, been a newsworthy kind of weekend. We got a couple names that were, you know, on the verge of joining the Yankee ranks, one of them being Jay Bruce, was uh, signed to a minor league deal. Uh, Rob, what do you think about Jay Bruce? Uh, I think it's a fine move. It's a minor league deal. There's no risk to it. And um, he has a good spring. He pretty much takes over for Mike Ford. You know, he's that lefty bat off the bench, first base, outfield. Probably play more first base at this point, along with some DH. Um, veteran bat, you know, he's going to have some pop hitting in Yankee Stadium. And it, it, there's a literally no risk to it. You know, I see a lot of people complain about it. Um, but it's a minor league deal. You know, nothing's guaranteed. If he stinks it up in the spring, he's probably either going to go to the minors or he's going to ask for his release. And that's what happens every single year all around baseball. And we still see people not understand the concept of a minor league contract, but if it works out, then Mike Ford's probably gone, or it makes Mike Ford work that much harder to try to have a really good spring, and maybe he does better this year. So I think it's a win-win in a lot of facets. I don't think Mike Ford's going to be that guy, but uh, I have no problem with the signing. See, that's what a lot of people were saying. It's going to take oh, it's going to take away from Gardner's spot, and you know some people that were still hopeful. That, I'm like, no. I said, that takes care of, like what you said, the first name I thought of when he was, when Jay Bruce was mentioned, I'm like, well, there goes Mike Ford because it's that lefty DH first baseman. So I, I thought that was a, a good move. And what did it cost? A million dollars was the. If he makes a team. If he makes 1.3, if he 1. makes 3. a team. 50,000 for every um, 50 at bats or something. That's a good deal. Yeah. Very modest salary. That's the prove it deal. That, that's the kind of prove it deal I like. You know, just give them those little incentives along the way just to keep them focused and keep them struggling, you know, hustling. So, Evan, what do you think? Um, in 2019, he had two, uh, 26 home runs. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's nothing to that's nothing to bulk at. That's, that's, that's solid, you know. If he can even replicate even anything close to that kind of power with our right field porch, that's that's a good deal. I mean, hey, listen, well, it's just a, it's a, it's you know, it's a prove it deal. You know, he comes in spring training. If he, if he, if he rakes in spring training, then he might get a spot in the roster. He gets his 0.3 mil, and then maybe he, he uh, you know, he attacks our right field porch, which, uh, which you know, we kind of need a lefty power bat. We don't have one. He could come in and provide a semblance to that, which a lot, which is a lot more than Mike Ford could do. So that's an upgrade, and he can also play the outfield. So I don't see any negative to it, as it's a minor league deal, so it's not a guaranteed deal. The Yankees have talked to him multiple times. He was very close to being traded to the Yankees from the Mets. Yeah. So when the player that that Cashman has his eye on becomes available. He's usually pretty good with acquiring that player. You know, we saw, you know, just as recently with Cole, you know, so they may have missed out once, you know, at another time, but when they get the chance, he does go after them. So let's see if they, you know, he could prove Cashman right that he's a good fit. Yeah. 
Uh, Evan, what do you make about his age, though? Do you think that's going to be a factor? No, he's young. I mean, he looks like he's about 40 years old, but he's only 33, guys, so everyone needs to calm down. He's a 33-year-old who's basically just a bat, and if you can figure out how to get him to first base more than outfield, I have no problem with it. It's like Rob said. It's a minor league deal. If he sucks, he's not going to the minor leagues. He's just going to get released and go to another team and try again, which is often what happens. I mean, how many times did we see Brad Miller sign those minor league deals never made it up to those teams and then finally made it up to, I can't remember which team, the Phillies, I think it was, um, you know, it's, it's the same thing with Bruce. He, he got traded from the Mets, then signed with the Mets again the following year and then got traded again. So it's one of those things where he hasn't really had a good fit for about three or four years now as a baseball player who, you know, had his team for many years and had that routine and, and being comfortable having that team. Um, it's a little wonky once you once you switch and you don't have, you know, that time. Last year when he went to the Phillies, they tried him at first base a bunch of times. So we're hoping that that's the case that he can play first. Yeah, I also think like what you were saying is that stability. You know, he wants – he's – I'm assuming it is, you know, his mental state might be he's tired of bouncing around and he's just going to come in just focused. He's like, you know, I want to make this roster. I just want, I just want to find one place to play and write out, write out my career. Yeah. I think that's the case. And he's retiring next year, but you know what I mean? Right. And I think as a professional baseball player, you also weigh who your competition is going to be. And people sitting here saying that his competition was going to be Brett Gardner is just so foolish. It doesn't make any sense. You need to look look at the dynamic of the roster and the depth of it. And the person that would be out first would either be Ford or Talkman. It's not going to be Talkman because Jay Bruce can't play center field. So it's makes no sense. It's Mike Ford and, that's best case scenario. If, if we can have Jay Bruce come up here and play DH outfield and first base three times a week and, and get 300 at bats, you're going to see 15 to 25 home runs. And that would be something really, really special. I'm not sure he's going to get that much playing time, but it's a better option to give it to him than Mike Ford. Yeah. I further to your point, Evan. Uh, further to your point, Evan, as everyone's actually already discussed it, Ken Rosenthal actually tweeted after he uh, brought up the deal, he actually tweeted afterwards saying that this does not preclude us to bring back Brett Gardner. So yeah, I saw these, that. These yeah. two things are are not connected. Uh, what about um, another uh, contract talks with uh, Justin Wilson? Um, I actually... I'd like to see him come back. I know we had him years ago, and he wasn't. I want him so bad, it's not even funny. First off, if we got him back, it would be just like what happened with Paxton going to the Mariners. You know, they won that trade now because they're going to have Justice Sheffield and Paxton. Well, if we get Justin Wilson back, guess what? We have Justin Wilson, and I believe we traded him for Chad Green and Sessa. So we'd have all three of them. And I like that bullpen a lot. I, yeah, Justin Wilson really, I think, as much as um, we were talking about, um, what was the other reliever we were talking about? Robertson. No, yeah, Robertson. Yeah, I'd rather Justin Wilson. 
you know, he's, I, I think he's got, you know, his numbers have been a little better. And I, I like to say, I like when the players kind of, you know, quote unquote, come home, you know, and I, I'm really looking forward to see what he can, if he can show the Yankees, you know, this, this is what you missed out on the last couple of years. I mean, his numbers for us in 2015 were phenomenal. I think he went 74 games, 61 innings. Uh, ERA was about 310, and he won all five of his his, uh, win opportunities with no losses. Um, He's a lefty, so, you know, we need need another lefty uh, in the bullpen because we got rid of Adovino, and maybe Adovino's more skilled but if you can add Justin Wilson for the amount of money that you can, it's much better fit for us, you know, not giving $9 million away when you can now use that $9 million to get Justin Wilson, who is not far off from Adovino at all. Yeah. yeah, he has a career ERA of 327, which is just perfect. Which is a, That's a good number for a, for a bullpen. All. Yeah, it's a really good number. That's He's his career ERA. He, he pitches – pretty much all the games like the fact that we used him for 74 games and he's done that multiple times in his career that's exactly what you want out of a bullpen arm yeah yeah and he'd be a middle relief kind of guy as well you know we already know our setup guys are going to be green in britain and now you bring you already brought in o'day and now if you can get wilson in for another cheap deal i was i was a guy who wanted Ottavino, but i also said that if we were able to get rid of him and bring in a couple of guys that were close to that production for cheaper. That's exactly what this is. O'Day and Wilson are two very good relief pitchers that we're going to have for possibly half of what Ottavino is going to be making, depending on what Wilson gets. So I think it's a very smart move, and I really hope they bring them in. Yeah, yeah it, it's not that these moves are moves that are going to overtake the, the hype of the Dodgers, and you know, but at least it, it solidifies the roster more when we're, we're more competitive than we were – he shut the shut down on Friday. I still, I think we made improvements to the roster, you know, and if it's all, a, it's all a crapshoot. That's what sports is. If so, who knows if, if uh, th- these might be the moves that really make the, those small moves that make a big difference. Yeah, and our team wasn't bad to begin with. Yeah. You know, everyone, the fan base wants, wants them to respond to the Dodgers, but it doesn't make sense to do that. We don't need to have a payroll like that. Yeah. You know, they, they're they paying the money good for them. They have a damn good roster, and they're probably the heavy favorites to win it all yet again. But the Yankees don't have to be spending that kind of money on who. You know, after Bauer, the free agent pitching market really wasn't that deep. You know, Tanaka was probably the best guy after Bauer. And he went back to Japan because we didn't want to pay him that kind of money. And we did a pretty good job with the money that we did have making this roster better. We brought back our guy. We got potentially two good bullpen arms. Hopefully we get Wilson. And, you know, I really do like the move for Greg Allen. I think he's an underrated player. Jay Bruce is a minor league deal. We still could get Gardner back. You know, it's been a fine offseason. We can't forget that we got a good pitcher in Tyon and Kluber as well. You know, Cashman's made moves and he hasn't had to spend crazy money to do so. And we're still going to have a high payroll, whether people think we think we don't. You know, I don't know. The fans are uh, interesting. Well, they lose their minds over stupid things. Like, remember when we brought in Troy Tulowinski and they thought if he didn't turn into what he used to be or Derek Jeter, then it was a failed operation. 
I don't agree with that. And I don't think that the risk that we're taking with Bruce is even close to that. We brought in Tulawinski when he had, what, three knee surgeries and was basically on his last chance in the league and had to retire because of how difficult it was for him. Jay Bruce is not even close to that. Yeah. And he's younger. Yeah, what I wanted to say was with, with, with Cashman, with what Rob was saying, it would have been easy, you know, it would have been um, more newsworthy if Brian would have went and made that big splash and, you know, hit that cat with one player, like a Bauer, which is pretty much would have wiped you out for making any other moves. He's been able to take, you know, the, the, the money, uh, you know, before reaching 210, and he still has some to spend. And plug in the, the smaller pieces that can make a big impact. And I think that just shows how, how much smarter he is than the fans. Right. And he's also doing it based on what the next few free agent classes are. He's not going to overspend now if it means that we can't get someone that we need in the future. So for example, if Torres is utter crap this year and his value gets diminished, we will have money next year to get someone like a travel story. I'm not saying we're going to do it. I think it's very unlikely that we will, yeah. but he's at least leaving those options open so that when we get to that point, we will have money to make those decisions. And once you get to that point, you'll see the free agent class for the following year too. And maybe the pitchers then are better. You know, he, he doesn't want to waste money so that this bridge to a dynasty is closed sooner than it has to be. We have prospects, we have money, and we have other ability to do it. So I hate when we sit here as fans and go, oh, well, the Dodgers are the Yankees of the West, so why aren't we spending? No, they're not. They're the Dodgers of the West. They have nothing to do with the fucking Yankees. Nothing. Just because they have the highest payroll and they build their team similar to the way we do, they're now suddenly us. They're not even close to 27 championships. No one is like the Yankees, okay? Fuck off. Can I also mention here, I think this is a good point. They're, what the Dodgers are paying um, Bauer, $38 million next year, right? We brought in LeBahieu for 15, Kluber 11, Tyon, just a couple mil, O'Day, mil, Justin Wilson, if we bring him in, it's only going to cost a million or two. So we've actually rebuilt our roster. Jay Bruce. And it's not I mean, even going to come close to costing what they're, what they're paying for one player. Yeah. You know? So when you, if you ask me, even though I'm a biased Yankee fan, I would actually say, in terms of value, I think the Yankees have had a far better offseason. I agree. And it's the same thing when we rejected Justin Verlander those years ago because we were not going to bring in the player who was $28 million a year when we had six or seven players who only cost 20. You just don't do that. It's financially irresponsible, and it colludes whatever you can do in the future. So th- yeah. there's no reason to do that. If you can build a roster with what we did, I think as a fan, you need to do that every time. Uh, it, I was one of those that, you know, when you, before starting really looking deeper into the, the, the players and the contracts and future free agents, I was one of those that thought that, that the, the championship gap was closing very quick. You know, and I was wrong, you know, and I'll admit that, but, you know, I overreacted. A lot of other fans do, but at least I could sit back now and go, you know what? I'd rather the, 
five impact moves than one blockbuster move because it is a game of chess and Cashman is phenomenal at playing chess with, with Major League Baseball rosters. So big hats off to him because he, he's really got everybody to, you know, most fans, not even most, some fans to step back and be like, you know what, I trust what he's doing. It's also a different time period because you got to take into account in 09, the competition to win the World Series was not even close to what we've seen over the past five years. I mean, we didn't have a team like the Astros, the Dodgers, uh, the Red Sox. Now we do. So these moves that he's making are based on not only what the market is, but based on what his competition is doing. And you look at a team like Tampa Bay, who almost won the World Series last year with, what, $60 million? How can't sit by as a financial person and not be infuriated by that? It drives him fucking crazy. And you know what? None of us are millionaires. None of us are billionaires. If we were, we'd probably think like Hal was too. You know, it might also be because who the hell is who, who's our competition in the American League? You know, we were talking about that the other day with, with, with Terry. You know, what the White Sox is the, the, the next best, the, the next threat behind us. And who the hell gets scared of the White Sox? You know, you, you know, we, we know that the, the Toronto is going to have a solid year and might give us, you know, run for our money, but I'm not worried about them either because they still haven't fully addressed their pitching staff. Yeah. Right. And they're still also trying to develop their youth. You know, it's, it's like, they're not going to rush that they have, a base of a team that's going to be really special in a couple of years, but if they rush it, maybe you don't get to that level. So I think they're going to be keep basing these smart moves like they've been doing. Yeah. And somebody was like, well, what about the Astros? And I'm like, well, what about the Astros? This is Verland is out this year. You know, next year Verland is a free agent. Greinke's a free agent. And Zach Greinke's a panic attack from retiring. So yeah. whatever. So, there's really in the next two years, who are we worried about? And the, you know, the American League is is wide open for us to take. Cashman doesn't need to to overspend to outplay the competition. It's I, nobody in the American League has. An American really League crazy. team, I think, it'd be a little different. He might be a little more aggressive, while being smart with the money. But we'll worry about the Dodgers when we get to the Dodgers. Well, I, I think we – I don't want to put the car before the horse. I think we need to play out this season. Like, I nobody would have expected Tampa Bay to have made the, okay. <laughs> the whole show, you know, and a Rosarena to be the the next, you know, god, so next baseball god. So who knows? But, you know, I never put anything past Kevin Cash. Obviously, he's an incredible manager. Yeah, yeah, and they, just, they just got Archer back too. Watch Archer be really good this year for Tampa Bay. That would be, that would be ironic. Yeah, I can't stand Archer. I hate him. So yeah, I, I really He's think we just need to He'll have a step at a time. and then pitch a one hitter against the Yankees. He's just one of those players, and I, I hate them. <laughs> it's like what, what? What? All of a sudden now you just figured out how to play baseball. <laughs> Oh, that goes to show how good the Rays' uh, coaching staff is. You know, they 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 take guys that were struggling and they go over there and they pitch really well. You know, Charlie Morton was good, but then yeah. he goes over there and he has another really good year. It's like no matter what happens, the player the player goes to Tampa Bay, 
they end up pitching really well and then they kind of sell high on them or they just leave and get a bigger contract. But their coaching staff's impressive. And it's like Donald just said, Cash's a great manager. I don't yeah. like him personally, but oh, God, he's a very no. good manager. And um, you know, they're they're nothing to mess with. You know, they're gonna be they're gonna be competing right there with us. The American League East is not a given. Toronto's gonna be better. Tampa is still going to be there. The American League is still going to be pretty tough. You know, you can't forget the Twins, even though they can't win in the playoffs. They're still a damn good team. Uh, the yeah, Astros are still going to the playoffs. So. Yeah, I think the West is really the only division that's probably a given. You know, because I don't think the Angels are going to be that good this year because they haven't really addressed their pitching. That division is probably Houston's to run with. But when it comes to the playoffs, anything can happen, as we saw last year. So. It's up to the Yankees to stay exactly. It's up to the Yankees to stay healthy and flex their muscles if they have it. If we're they're as good as we think they're going to be, go out there and show it. Why is it you know? And why is everybody so obsessed with the Dodgers? Because there's another team in the NL East that's really made a lot of lot of impact moves. A lot of people, nobody's talking about how the Braves are. The Braves are an awesome freaking team. People have really dropped off on the Braves for some reason. I don't get it. I still think they're. No, if you look at all the chatter on Twitter and shit, people are saying the Braves are going to finish like fourth and fifth. I don't get it. That's no my problem. Way. Yes, people are saying that. No, no, but I would be surprised if they didn't win the division again. I saw I saw an article where the guy was saying that this was going to happen, where the Braves are going to com- be completely trashed because the Mets are so good now. Like, seriously, why does everyone view the Mets as like the scariest fucking team when we haven't seen them do shit since 2015 and even then they got destroyed by a team that probably shouldn't have been in there in the first place like I get Kansas City was decent but they had no stars on that team they had nothing but B-listers who played like fucking A-listers when they needed to and yet the Mets had nothing but A-listers who played like C-listers when they needed to They've been talking about the Mets for years, and they never make the playoffs. So let's just let's just wait it out before you know anointing the Mets as the next uh, champion of the division. Yeah, last year didn't they say it was going to be Mets White Sox? They were going to say that. Yeah, that was all the chatter. The Mets are going to make the playoffs. They weren't even close. Not even close. The Braves are. They won the off season, so that means they're going to win everything. Yay! No, the Braves have really been disrespected in, in, in the uh, World Series odds and even the postseason odds. They don't get the respect no, like, they deserve. Look, look how bad the Nationals were last year, and now suddenly everyone has the Nationals as winning the division or being the second-best team. What? Why? How? They didn't improve that much. They made a couple good uh, off-season moves, yeah. but, like, I, I just – I hate this. Until you play the season, the off-season means nothing. Exactly. You, and you I, wouldn't, I wouldn't discount the Phillies. I think the Phillies have an okay team. They're fun. Phillies that division's okay going to be good. I yeah. think the NL East and the AL East are the best divisions. I think they're the hardest divisions, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, because in the, the AL Central, the Cle- Cleveland's selling off. The Royals are rebuilding, Yeah, which is why they should just give, just give us – Are they, though? They made the trade for Ben and Tendi. I think they're trying to compete, even though they shouldn't be. They should be giving us Whit Merrifield. Yeah. Wave the white flag and send them over. Our like, daily they, they reference to, to Whit. Because I knew that meant they were keeping Whit. That's that's the only reason I was pissed. 
Yeah, I, I, when they said there was a three-way train, just like we said, I'm like, if that name is in that train, I'm, I'm, I'm going into, I'm going into hiatus because I can't deal with you. <laughs> if if Wit went to the Red Sox guys, oh shit, hide, just hide. I'd light, I'd light Twitter on fire that day. I've never, never known a non-Yankee to be mentioned as much in one podcast <laughs> as Wet Mary. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> I've loved him for a decade, guys. That's why we got to get him on here for Evan's birthday. We do. Oh. Which that's, is also that's, that's, that's going to be our mission. Our mission is to get Wit on. <laughs> because I, I might have a heart attack on the spot. It'd be the gra- greatest way to die and go out. You know, the only way to keep you quiet because you'd be in shock. That that is true. <laughs> well, Valentine's Day is just being. Did you send him a no? You know, on Twitter, <laughs> I should have been that. You did it. Wow, I missed opportunity. Roses are red, violets are blue. Wet. I, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get into like creepy stalker level with him. Right? Dude's famous. He got me arrested. Speaking of Valentine's Day cards, did you see those fake ones that have been mocked up about the old Cincinnati announcer? The whole deep fly to left field stuff. No. So like I love you, I love you more than a deep fly to left field by Cast. You guys don't remember that? No. When the the Cincinnati, I can't. Uh, Todd, Todd, Tom Brenham, whatever his name is, he got okay. caught on air saying something terrible, and um, he had to come back when the sh- when the game came back on air. He was apologizing for it, and as he was apologizing, uh, Nick Castellanos hit a home run. So in the middle of his apology, he goes there's a deep fly to left field by Castellanos and. It's like the most – it's like the worst home run call because he has no emotion to it because he's apologizing. And it became like this big running gag on baseball Twitter. It's hilarious. Yeah. Well, I did see yeah. – obviously, I did see the this, this subsequent apology. That was hilarious. And obviously, yeah, I heard his remark, which caused mayhem. Yeah, so. it wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't good. Literal mayhem. <laughs> I don't like apologies. I think they're all fake. Well, clearly, because he got caught, so he had no other choice but to try to apologize. But it's just yeah, which brings us to Bauer. We were talking about this off the air. Yeah, what do you think of uh, Bauer's apology? Well, that ridiculous. Is so unnecessary. I think he's just such an attention-seeking asshole. It's like the deal was done. He was with the Dodgers. Just let it go. Why are you going to keep poking the flame? Like, I think he needs to come on this podcast and apologize to everyone here so that I can mock him for about an hour. Because I'm not going to – if Bauer came on here, I wouldn't be nice. I'd be just as much of an asshole as I am every episode. They just keep – they keep poking the hornet's nest. I mean, did you notice his agent, his female agent, then went like, oh, Mets fans, we love you, all that kind of stuff, after that you (laughs) signed for the Dodgers. And it's like – I've never known anything like this before. This deal was ridiculous. Like, yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous. Like they flirted with the Mets relentlessly. They even started selling some of Mets stuff on his website, and then the agents now like buttering up the fans, going, "Oh, you're just great fans. Thank you so much for your interest in my client." Blah blah blah. And I'm just like, can we just let this go? Just. I've never known anything like this. Have you ever seen an agent do that before? Have you ever seen a player sell memorabilia of a team that he's not signed for and refused to sign for? I thought that was illegal. Basically just flirting with him? (laughs) 
I don't think I had any interest in going to the match. <laughs> no, he, he used it to drive up the price. And, of course. He, and that's what he's supposed to do, obviously. But what pisses me off is that the Dodgers don't come out of this offseason looking like villains, even though they are. If the Yankees did that shit, giving Bauer $40 million a season, are you kidding me? We would be mocked every day until that contract is over. And no one has said anything to the Dodgers about how 100%. ridiculous this move is. It's yeah, ridiculous. No. Because Do you guys remember back in the day, Mike Lupica used to be on the Daily News, and every single article, even if he wasn't talking about baseball, he would actually mention the New York Yankees have a payroll of two hundred million dollars. Oh, and, yep. And there was actually a there was actually a, a mocking webpage that was set up, but I think it was I hate Mike Lupica um, <laughs> I can't remember the exact webpage, but they, they the had a little really they had a little uh, hair, voice right? of him going, "The Yankee payroll is two hundred million dollars." So like. So, yeah, so that's the best example. So we've got this guy that was constantly ripping the Yankees for their payroll all the time. Because you know? all the Yankees buy championships. Everybody else. Exactly. And when the Red Sox outspent us and won a World Series, he never said anything. They, the Red Sox literally used all their resources to the point where they went bankrupt and had to sell everything off. And still people didn't say, oh, they Nobody had to buy said anything. They bought their championship. Fucking say it, people. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's a total contradiction, and I'm sick of that. Is, uh, Donald, is Lupica the one who has the weird hair that, like, covers his ears? He's the dude that's four foot tall. And he's, yeah, okay, it is. <laughs> he used and to be on ESPN.com. He wrote, wrote for the Daily News, and, and all he, he does is complain about the Yankees, and all he does is butter up the Red Sox and the Mets. I believe he was the guy who was on the Sunday show with the sports reporters or whatnot. And he had yeah. this really weird hair that like covered his ears down to like here. Yeah. And, I just, and he had a little voice like that. I just want to know what's up with his ears. Is there, tomorrow, tomorrow, Donald, you have to do the whole show in that voice. <laughs> <laughs> the Yankee payroll is $200 million. <laughs> Sounds just like him. I mean, that is him. <laughs> he's he's four nine. He sounds just like that. He's exactly. got weird fucking hair. <laughs> All right, well, we're gonna wrap up this Monday morning madness, and uh, <laughs> we uh, we just hope everybody has a good day. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. And on behalf of everybody, Yankee Chronicles, have a good day. Be smart. Be safe. See you tomorrow. <laughs>